OCA Asia Town Voice is an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sunday at 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community and their culture, education, and their events going on in the Northeast Ohio location. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And once again, just to introduce ourselves, I am Ken Uehara, and I am joined with ghost host Johnny Wu. And our special guest today is OCA Greater Cleveland President, uh, the lovely Lisa Wong. Lisa? Hello, everyone. <laughs> nice to have All you right. again. <laughs> I do believe I'm getting better at these uh, at these intros, so uh, bear with me as uh, I'm slowly kind of uh, breaking into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I do believe that uh, just to kind of get us started, uh, you do have a few uh, announcements for us. Uh, a couple of events coming up, which is very uh, which is very exciting. And uh, yeah, if you could. Take it away. I, I think um, I have a couple of notes here, but I'll leave it leave it to you as our as our guest to uh, come up with uh, whichever events you would like to talk about first. Okay. Well, since it's Lunar New Year time um, in February, and most people are preparing now and making their schedules um, where they're going to go, what they're going to do, um, we have a number of events listed on our webpage at ocagc.org, and and so that people can find um, all the events listed in chronological order and there's some some links on there that will take you to an organization's page. So we'll start off with there's two concerts for the Lunar New Year. Um, it's they're by the Chinese the Cleveland Chinese Music Ensemble. One is at the Burton Public Library. That one's at 1 p.m. and then okay January 30th okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah. A concert for the Chinese New Year. Yep. Right. So January 30th at 1 p.m. at the Burton Public Library, a concert for the Chinese New Year. And then Sunday, January 31st at 2 p.m., um, the Chinese Music Ensemble will perform at the Hudson Library. And all, now, both those events are free. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really good. Uh, the ensemble, I, I guess I'm not very versed in the, okay. in the music industry. So what is the Cleveland Chinese Music Ensemble? Is that um, a group of musicians, like an orchestra? Or is like, what, uh, what can we expect when we hear the Chinese Music Ensemble? Okay, so the Chinese Music Ensemble, Cleveland Chinese Music Ensemble, it's a group of um, people who play Chinese instruments and they get together and they perform at a number of um, places, especially around um, the outskirts of Cleveland, more like um, Hudson, Burton, Akron, Summit County. Mm. They do, and, and Cleveland sometimes. But, you know, you can actually, we did um, do an episode on that uh, group on OCA Image TV. It's one of our earlier episodes. I think, I'm not sure if it's a New Year one. Mm. So, but um, but the members of the group sometimes change, and but they highlight different instruments, and sometimes they have a vocalist join them. But it's all um, classical Chinese music. And they were, I think, the last time I saw them, they were at uh, 
night markets just you know before uh, the dragon dance performance at the last night market i believe okay yeah so they have some definite roots with uh with downtown cleveland yes area as well and then we have something new coming up so um mm -hmm. on february on friday february 5th from six to nine there's going to be a Chinese New Year dinner and concert with Larissa Lam and hip hop artist Only One and sponsored by the China Outreach Ministries. It's going to be at the Riverwood Chapel um, in Kent, Ohio. And that I hear is also free. So the concert in Kent, I think it's about like 45 minutes away from Cleveland. So if anyone's out that way, that would be a very interesting concert. Larissa mm. Lam is a uh, um, singer-songwriter. I think she's on her fourth album, and she will be in the greater Cleveland area. And because she's in the area, um, she's, gonna, she's also directed a docu documentary. So she has a documentary short that OCAGC will help uh, screen at Liwa on February 7th from 3 to 5 p.m. And that's also free. Um, so we do have a Facebook event out for that. Um, people can uh, let us know if they're going to that. Or we have um, a listing on Eventbrite so that we can you know, know how many people are coming mm -hmm. to uh, the screening to make sure we have enough chairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do like so, these free events coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Free is good. <laughs> <laughs> And then let's see, there are some other Lunar New Year events happening um, with all the Chinese schools. I know there's been some changes and some updates, but we try to, you know, update these changes as they happen. So always check back with the OCAGC website. So it's OCAGC.org. Let's see, we also have, um, there's a lot of things in Cleveland and outside of Cleveland. So at the Akron Art Museum, there's a Chinese New Year party um, at the Summit Quick Library. And that's from, that's February 5th from six to eight. And it's uh, presented by the Confucius Institute at um, the University of Akron. Mm. So it really depends on, right. It, it depends on where you are, right? Because this will be uh, right around the same time as the, uh, the Chinese New Year dinner in Kent. So it, if you're in Akron, if you're in that area, then go ahead, uh, yeah. you know, come on and join us for the at the Confucius Institute of Art, uh, University of Ak Akron. Uh, or if you're in the Kent area, please uh, come and join us for the Chinese New Year dinner. Yes, yeah, so we list all the events and people can pick and choose what they like to attend, so. Yeah. And then also, um, so we have some Chinese school listings that are tentative, so I'm not going to announce those. Um, mm. You can look for them if you're looking for a particular school. Um, so we also have a number of lion dances at um, a number of restaurants. So the Quan family lion dance team, you know, they're probably like the oldest um, performing lion dance group in Cleveland. And actually, they go all over, too, all over um, um, Northeast Ohio. But they, I think last year they um, did almost 40 performances at local restaurants and businesses. Um, 
So I think on the wow. 6th, they're going to be at the Pearly Orient in Rocky River. And it's at 1 p.m. And they would like you to make reservations just so that, you know, sometimes when the lion performs, the restaurant is packed. So if you want to make sure you get a table. Yeah, yeah. You want to call ahead. It's <laughs> a good idea. And uh, I, I think I'm looking at the... Uh, uh, I just joined the, that, the page, the OCAGC.org for the events. And I see a, a picture here of the, of the lion. And uh, um, I do know that we were talking about, well, you know, the, the differences between like the, the lion dance and the dragon dance. And this is, I think, a good image where it shows uh, that the lion is just a, um, it's a two-person versus uh, a multi or seven-person uh, sort of dance. And the head itself is different. And I can see a child just kind of sticking her hand into the into the lion's mouth as well. I'm not sure if that's significant, but <laughs> <laughs> well, what what the child is doing is actually they're feeding a red envelope with lucky money inside, so they're feeding it to the lion to bring them good luck. Right. Both the lion and the giver. So wow. yeah, you can't really see the envelope there, but yeah, she's feeding <laughs> the lion. She's not getting be- eaten or anything like that. So that, that, that picture is taken from Asian Town Center, and they just added a lion dance performance um, for Feb- Sunday, February 7th at 12 noon. So Asian Town Center is kind of like a mall, and there's a, you know, a big grocery store, Asia Food Company. There's like two restaurants, uh, a Korean restaurant upstairs, uh, a Vietnamese um, restaurant on the first floor, and a number of other shops and art galleries on the second floor. So if you, anyone would like to um, go there and get a chance to see the lion without a dinner reservation, that would be the best um, place to be. And so, and they, they put on a pretty good show. They're, they're very good. Yeah, I kind of wonder, um, I, I guess with the Asia Town Center, they have a lot more space to be uh, working around. And with something like Pearl of the Orient, I'd be very interested to see uh, how they'd be working around uh, much tighter spaces because it's uh, uh, I'm sure they can move a couple of tables around but still like it'll be um, close corners for them so to, for them to be very close to the patrons and uh, and moving around that would be a feat by itself I think I think I think they're quite used to it I think they're um, it's actually quite fun to have the lion weed through the crowd and uh, visit the guests and everyone's trying to feed um, the lion lucky money. So (laughs) I'm assuming you've not seen this before. Is that correct? Yeah. And if I have, it's probably been such a long time that I don't even remember much anymore um, of how they did it uh, like logistically. But yeah, yeah, it's it'd be something for me to to check out for sure. I think um, just for with a brand new set of eyes uh, um, and a little bit more background on what the dance is um, and what uh, and what they're doing. So maybe you could like uh, look at all the events, see which one uh, you would like mm-hmm. to attend, and then let yep. us know um, what your thoughts are. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll record those thoughts and then I'll just uh, kind of keep them to myself until our next episode when we're uh, <laughs> when we're talking again. Okay. Okay. And then the 
So there's a number of other events at Bolong and Liwa, and they're all listed um, on our website at osagec.org. Um, and I understand that Motivations for Cleveland is having their annual Lunar New Year dinner on Monday, February 8th, which is actually Lunar New Year Day. So um, it is, there is a cost for that. It's about $30 per person, and they, you have to have reservations. Um, and I'm sure they'll send out an email soon to everyone on their list, and they'll probably put on their website as well. Um, but we will have a link to that once we get that. Um, so that's something very interesting. So you could actually um, have a 10-course meal with, with motivations during one of these lion dances wow. at Liwa. Ten courses. <laughs> yeah, you know, banquet style. You have you never yeah. had Chinese banquet? <laughs> how long are you are you expected to be <laughs> for? From from lunch all the way through dinner. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not like the American um, three course meal where you have your soup, appetizer, meal, and then dinner. It's a little bit more elaborate than that. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like you start off with a you know barbecue. Uh, combination platter that includes um, dumplings or pot stickers, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to have soup. Um, I'll probably find last year's menu to go off of. So, um, like a lot of it, it's different appetizers. Yes. So mm-hmm. with, the, with the Lunar New Year, the tradition is that you eat with your family and you have a bountiful meal. Usually it's like you'll find every type of meat in the dishes on the table. You'll have a variety of dishes to pick and choose from. And, you know, one of the requirements is that there's always fish because when you pronounce fish in Chinese, I think you, you, (laughs) my pronunciation could be off, (laughs) but um, it means, there you go. That's Mandarin, right, Johnny? (laughs) That's Mandarin. (laughs) The fish is a yi. I think it's similar in Cantonese. Yeah, and obviously there's four different phonetic tones. So if you say yu, that means rain. (laughs) Oh, no. So you don't (laughs) want that. My pronunciation because it's, you know, I don't really know. (laughs) Go with Johnny's pronunciation. (laughs) Okay. But the, the meaning is, uh, oh. is what we're going for. <laughs> All right. The, so, the reason for like just having that, that fish uh, as a dish. Right, right, right. And I think noodles, long noodles is also traditional for long life. Right, Johnny? Yep. And then I think they're going to have like some vegetables like bok choy and mushrooms. Dumplings. Also got dump- yeah, they've got pot stickers on here. Um, Shrimp with honey walnut sauce, um, crispy fried chicken with garlic, a double lobster, a flounder, that's the fish, with ginger and scallions, and Chinese sausage, vegetable fried rice. And then the number 10 is the orange slices and cookies. So there's your 10 items right there. Wow. That's amazing. And, and Motivations will be holding, uh, hosting something like that at Liwa. Yes. Or, so, okay. Yeah. Yes. So on Lunar New Year Day, they'll have a dinner. Um, I think you say start at five 
to seven, but you have to RSVP and there will be a link, um, whether through their email on their website or a link from our OCAGC website. So look out for that. Yeah, great. Okay, and let's see what else do we have here. Um, so, so Lisa, are you going to be partying for the whole 30 days or just 15 days? <laughs> um, I'm going to wherever is uh, comes my way. <laughs> so it's kind of different with my family because, you know, you know, at the end of the old year, our families close out the year together. So we will have a family dinner at home. So we'll do it at my parents' home, and then we're going to do it at um, my husband's family's home. So that's two big dinners before Lunar New Year Day. <laughs> so, and then after the new year, just open the new year with your family, we're going to do the same thing. So we're going to have four <laughs> big Thanksgiving type meals with all multi-courses, just like that motivations menu, um, but more traditional foods. You know, so we're going to be eating well you know, for the next two weeks. <laughs> wow. I, I can just imagine uh, on the first day, uh, like all of the, like everything will be prepared. And then there, there will just be a restriction saying like, you know, you can eat a little bit, but don't eat too much because we have to bring this back, bring this back again for another couple of days. So we'll be eating the same thing uh, in the same order, just uh, in three different times. <laughs> Is that something like uh, the case or would you have to prepare another huge meal from scratch all over again for like day two and, and when you're ushering right. in the new year and, and for the, after the, the new year uh, celebrations are over? Um, well, the opening and closing wouldn't be back to back unless someone chose to have their closing dinner on the 7th and then their opening dinner on the 8th. Um, I think usually with the families because many, for everyone to be together and a lot of people work on the weekdays they tend to do, like our families always do it on the weekend. So we're, we're going to have a dinner on Saturday night, Sunday night, and then we're going to have dinner the next weekend. So mm. we're not going to, and then, I mean, we'll have leftovers throughout the week. I mean, the goal is to have plenty leftovers so that, you know, you never run out of food. So it, that's lucky. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And then there <laughs> There are some traditional um, things that people do. Like if, if you want to go look up like for 15 days, each day is said to be something different that you do for the Lunar New Year. You know, but I think most people, I mean, they're just fun things if you want to like try to do them, but they're not really like a requirement. Like I don't think my family does all these things. But some families might, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Johnny, and how does your family celebrate their dinners? Well, when we are together, which is long, long time ago, uh, we basically being in, you know in the day. We don't do anything the night before. We just do it the day of. We wake in the morning, bow to the parents, get a little red envelopes, and then have a big, uh, huge dinner together, uh, ten course dinner, or in. And wishing everybody a happy new year. That's basically speaking. Uh, I, I think because we are always away from the huge big family from everywhere. Um, 
So it's a little bit only the within the immediate family group I'll get together for that. Simple. Yeah. Mm. That would be something. I, I think my closest, um, I guess, experience to that or the upcoming one would be to try to join the Motivations uh, dinner that they're going to have on uh, Lunar New Year's just to see what that 10-course meal would look like. And um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, just to and kind of experience like? it in that way. Right? And taste like, yes. <laughs> exactly. That, that part, yeah. Did, did I miss that? <laughs> that would be a very good sampling of what uh, a Lunar New Year dinner would be like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what it will feel like afterward as well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be the best part as they're rolling me out uh, onto the parking lot. It's kind of become like a food coma. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we've mentioned this, but these Lunar New Year dinners, it's done family style. So even though there's like these 10 dishes, um, everyone shares. So it's not like you're getting each of these 10 dishes yourself. So, so it, uh, and then, okay. Yeah. I mean, so the, now the, Ken the, is all disappointed. <laughs> yeah, now Ken's all disappointed because now like, he himself getting 10 courses of food. Right, I have to share with uh, with Ghost Host. Oh, yeah. boy. I could eat it all. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to speak to him. You don't want yeah. to sit next to someone. <laughs> you don't think we'll eat as much. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but you know, they'll be serving utensils, and then everyone could just use the serving utensils and dish their own onto their own plate. And you know, you can, you know, that way you can like go for your favorites later and say, hey, I really like this uh, mushroom dish and, you know, have that. So it, it's good. It's kind of like a mini buffet when you do family style. Mm. Mm, yeah. I'm definitely look, looking forward to that. I'm already salivating. With, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we should do uh, 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 radio shows like this because we get hungry every, every minute. Every time we finish, it's like, you need to go get some food. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we always talk. Go back to food, right? Yeah, we always talk about food and get very hungry. <laughs> but I guess right now it's the time for us to take a little music break and then we should be back after that. All right.
ako hanap hanap kita pakit matatampot nilisan ako kumawa
Welcome back to OCA's Asia Town Voice. Uh, this is a nonprofit programming on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. And once again, this is Ken Uehara, uh, joined by ghost host Johnny Wu and president of OCA GC, Lisa Wong. Ooh. Welcome back, everyone. All right. So in that break, uh, we did have some time to uh, find out what those 15 days were for the Lunar uh, New Year. Uh, could you explain a little bit more, Lisa, before we get into that, um, like what those, uh, what, what those 15 days are, what we're celebrating? Well, the Lunar New Year is a big holiday in Asia, and some of the traditions carried on over to the U.S. And what they, uh, they say that there's a 15 days of celebration. Um, you may only get like one week off if you were in China, but you still continue celebrating for about 15 days. I know at the, at the end of 15 days, a lantern festi festival. Um, Johnny, you have um, the list of what each day. Yep, I got it here. Um, this is a, a very, this is from last year, actually, 2015, but it should be the similar thing you do every year. Um, okay. Uh, first thing to do is a Chinese New Year Eve. You have family re reunion and we have a get big together get together dinner. Ten course dinner is usually mandatory. Uh, they also give out red envelopes, or you can do it a day off, which is the the day of Lunar New Year will be February eight. That's you when you celebrate the beginning of a year. Uh, day two, the following day, will be visiting friends and relatives, wish a happy New Year, and get some red envelopes so you can hold. Uh, Collect more money for your own pocket. Now, um, <laughs> in all China, in in all historical uh, history, the reason why the red envelope was created was, in Chinese culture, usually they don't give allowances to the kids uh, every day like the way they do now. They usually only give it like a, once a year. So they usually use the Lunar New Year as a way to give out allowances for the whole year. So the kids usually get maybe two hundred, three hundred dollar, but they want to teach the kids to be able to learn how to save the money. So they force them to put it back to the piggy bank. Um, so that's how Red Envelope kind of started, in a sense, of a good luck money for the whole year. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Going back to the continuous celebration, day three, obviously you, you ate a lot, you celebrate with friends and visit a fat relative. The day three is to stay home and relax and do nothing else besides just relax at home. Oh, I like that. Yep. Day four <laughs> is for those are very much... Uh, to pay respect to the gods and to pay respect to the elders past who had passed away, uh, wishing them good luck and so on. Um, day five is called Festival of Po Wu. So it's basically the day of breaking, the day of breaking any taboos of the day. So you use this day to get rid of all the superstitions that you, you might have in the past. Day six. I asked. Yeah. Okay. Ahead. For day five, I see that people eat dumplings. Yeah. Ooh. In northern China. <laughs> so we can all go out and get some dumplings. So yes. that would be, what day would that be? That would be the 14th, Fifth. right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Fifth? Uh, February, oh. February 13th. February 13th. 13th. Okay. I'll be eating a lot of dumplings. <laughs> all right. Um, party at Johnny's. <laughs> right. And, and this is. Basically for our cultural experience. Yes, cultural experience. <laughs> Maybe I should make some the day before now. <laughs> or the day I stay home doing nothing. Uh, okay, day six. Day six is uh, 
sending away the ghost of poverty. So you use that day to to get rid of the ghost. So usually I also can use use that day to um, play, throw some, um, uh, buy new clothes and throw away old clothes, rug stuff, and um, firecrackers, light up some crack, firecrackers, uh, clean their to- toilets. <laughs> This what? actually say that. Yeah, say here. <laughs> so clean your toilet. I thought the cleaning was done before the uh, New Year time. Apparently, this is also you do it that day too. Okay. Because the god of this toilet is... will come to check the sanitation <laughs> of the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In several days. The day and day seven is the day of human. So supposedly, I see what the region. I don't even know what that means yet. I, I see on day seven that many um, people avoid meat that day. They eat noodles. They eat noodles? Yeah, okay. because it means longevity. So because the day of the human is celebrating humanity, Renri, oh, I don't even know how to say that in Chinese. Uh, but basically you just celebrate the day of human and eat lots of noodles. So that would be think... the what day would that be? The February sixteenth, the day of to eat a lots of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, are you saying? Um, no, I think um, I'm looking at something that says it's everyone's birthday on the seventh day. So sometimes people don't celebrate on their birthday. Coin when New Year comes, everyone's a year older. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. And day eight is celebrating the birthday of Millet. I have no idea what is a Millet. <laughs> we'll just celebrate it. We have a birthday cake and everything. Yeah. It's no oh. it's a type of food, apparently. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not a person. No, it's not a person. Day <laughs> nine is the birthday of Jade Emperor, the supreme deity of Taoism. So if you are a Taoist or a Buddhist, this might be something that you might be more interested in in celebrating the day of the Jade Emperor. Uh, because they, uh, the, em- the, the Emperor, he, he sacrificed... Wait, let's be for the sacrifice. You basically have a big cook of food and then have a celebration. So basically you eat again a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can... And, uh... You can do that. I agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Day ten, the birthday of the god of stone. Ooh. So this is about marriage of relationship. Yeah. So it basically, yeah. So it's a it's a soul soulmate kind of thing. Oh, and day eleven for a lot of people who are married, the fathers in law to entertain sons in law. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how often that is. Guys, uh, night out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll uh, I'll let my father-in-law know about that one. So this is the day <laughs> that they make the the they do some whatever they can to entertain. But it's a, uh, I'm gonna post this link to the to our Asian Homeboys website because uh, the story is kind of interesting. How why they did it, but I'm not gonna talk about it. Day twelve is preparing for the Lantern Festival. So that's the day that you you start putting you know create your own lanterns and and prepare the house for celebration. And then day thirteen is go out there and go see the lanterns. 
Okay. Day 13, I have here that um, on the 13th day, people eat pure vegetarian food. Oh. It's believed that, you know, with all that heavy food that you've eaten for the Lunar <laughs> New Year, that you need to clean out your stomachs. Mm. So. Yeah. I don't know about that one. That's going to be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me too. I'll be busy that day. <laughs> so uh, day 14 is a celebration of Lantern Festival. So it's a Lantern Festival Eve. Uh, and then day 15 is the Lantern Festival. You eat mooncake. Uh, wow. You, you, you have dumplings. parties, dumplings, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Lots of so from day 12 on, it's all about lanterns. Like one day is about uh, pre preparing the lanterns. Second day is just, I guess, observing them, looking at them, yes. um, marveling at them. And the third day is the actual celebration of them. Yeah. And, oh, and I guess the, uh, there's two days of celebrating the lantern. Yes, two days celebrating, the day before the day off. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Preparation of the celebration, moving into the celebration. And for Johnny Wood, the day 60 will be sleeping and don't do anything else. <laughs> just because I'll be so tired <laughs> right similar to day 3 which by this time would probably seem very long ago yeah yeah definitely yeah. wow very nice so uh, do these days kind of go travel through uh, Valentine's Day on the 14th like what day would that be well I, I don't think the Valentine's is an is a Asian celebration right right so I guess for our listeners out there who um are looking for something other than Valentine's Day, uh, you can uh, really check out this uh, these 15-day celebrations. And if anyone says, you know, are you celebrating Valentine's Day? It's like, no, I'm busy celebrating uh, the Lunar New Year, and there's 15 days of it, so I'm I have my handful my hands full with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that is good. Yeah, thank you for that. Not a problem. I'm trying to. Uh, I guess we got uh, Lisa. Just got lost in the conversation. Oh, we lost her. Yeah. Okay. Should we try to get her back? Get her back online here. Let's do that. Well, in the meantime, let's continue yeah. talking so I can. I will yeah. get her back. Yeah. So, um, uh, just to kind of change the subject a little bit, and uh, what we were talking about a little bit earlier is. Uh, a movie out in theaters now that we are, I think I think both of us are very excited about. Uh, Ghost Host, uh, do you do you know what I'm talking about here? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it's the third movie for the the that's very popular back a while ago. It's called It Man, or mm -hmm. the way to write is I P Man. Um, it man, it's uh, the third one's coming out. It's starting. It actually started in January twenty second. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and uh, it's a it's a martial arts movie, and it is um, based on a very well known uh, uh, certain martial artist, Wing Chun system. Mm -hmm. So so this so it man is uh, it uh, is a real person. He's he's passed away. Um, but he is well known, I think, in the West for being uh, Bruce Lee's mentor. Yes, actually, yes. When Bruce Lee was a little kid, he actually went to him and he told him to know you come back when you're, you're matured. So he went back again to train with him eventually. Oh, yeah, that's quite a story. Yeah. But uh, it's, a, it's a 
third movie, and uh, it's supposed to be very good. Um, we have a special special appearance by Mike Tyson playing a, a European guy or a American guy who's trying to do business in China. Mm-hmm. Um, although apparently from every articles I've been read, I've been reading, Eman Three is not really. It's loosely based on Wing Chun master Eggman's life, uh, because but they, because the movie got so well and so popular back in in, in Asia, so they decided to do the third one, like a mm. trilogy. I know there are, um, and this is uh, who is the the main person who who played Eggman for these three movies? Donnie it, Yen. Yes, yes, he's uh, he's well known for playing. Um, it man, uh, but there's also several other movies uh, about yep. that same person, right? He got and, he got big when he did a movie called Iron Monkey. That was his uh, his uh, okay. I think it's a break breakout uh, role. And then actually, maybe before that, he was in Once Upon a Time in China uh, fighting against uh, Jet Li first. Oh, and really? He, yes, he was uh, the unique uh, Qing Dynasty emperor guy. I think it's the first one for Once Upon a Time in China. Oh, okay. They all came out from the same martial arts school, which is the uh, Wushu training in in China. Uh, Danny Yang's mom it was one of the top three uh, best swordman swordmanship sword women in China back in the nineties. Uh, wow. She lives in Boston and teaches martial arts in Boston. <laughs> oh, currently? Uh, yes, she's, currently. She's still, wow. Okay. I I I have met her and she's a great she's a great lady. Very petite, short, but very very strong. <laughs> and uh, and Ipman himself ha- is surrounded by, um, I guess at this point so much legend and there's so many stories uh, about his life. His life it's, uh, itself was very interesting because it was going through a very um, transitional time like a historical time in China, right? Where there was some famine, he had to move, I think he even moved to Hong Kong. Yeah. There's a lot about his, um, about yeah. his story there as well. Yeah, he, he's, he's very legend, he's legendary because uh, he was, uh, grew up in a very wealthy family in, in Guangzhou. And then during the uh, Japanese war against China, Chinese, um, he fled the country and went to Hong Kong and lived there. Uh, started very, very poor and, and opened up a martial arts school got into problem with other martial artists in, in Hong Kong because they you had to pay respect and he didn't do so. He's more untraditional compared to other martial artist teachers. Mm-hmm. And 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 then we and then because he's very good at what he does, his skill and with on martial arts skill Wing Chun, he have a lot of students and they prosper and became one of the good martial arts school. Um, very much like the the one Hungar Hungar system in in Hong Kong, which is actually very popular back then. Wow, I mean, at, at this point, I think there are uh, aside from these three movies, um, so many other movies that portray it, man. Uh, I mean, I, I, at some point, I wonder um, which of these stories are, are are just simply you know just more legend than than it is uh, reality. All, all of them, I think, is more legend. <laughs> but I think the first one is very close to the original story, uh, history. And okay. then the second is a little makeup made up. And the third one, <laughs> this one is uh, what we're gonna uh, has has been it just came out. It's actually comp- almost 
almost 80% is made up. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no Mike Tyson type character that Ip Man had to, uh, had to face in, in his lifetime. No, I don't think so. I, <laughs> I, I, I do know uh, um, uh, that the, movie, the, the other movie character, um, another martial artist that was portrayed by Bruce Lee back in the, in, for Chinese Connection. There was a boxer before that for that character uh, history background, but oh. not uh, not uh, Ip Man. I see. I see. Well, regardless, um, definitely uh, a great string of movies, especially surrounding um, uh, a real life uh, person and he, uh, legend, yes. really. So uh, definitely, um, if you can make it out to the theaters, you know, support. Um, and it's playing in a few theaters, right? Right now, it start, it's starting with uh, Cinemark, um, and you can watch it starting on January 22nd. And I really encourage everybody to try to watch all these uh, Asian flicks when they come out to the theater, just because the more they can bring in this uh, back office, the more opportunity the Asian flicks will be coming to the United States. Uh, if they bomb, that's the only way, then they will not be able to show in the theater. The only way you can get them is by DVD or Blu-ray. Or watch them online, but uh, if you want to engage in and in, 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 in be part of the Asian culture and watch a lots of different Asian movies, uh, it man would be a good one to go and, and support it. Um, I know there is the other one is the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Two is coming out pretty soon next oh, year. Oh, okay. And hopefully people will go and see that in the theater and um, and, and support it. This way we can have more Asian flicks coming in the in the box office theaters. Yeah. And with Ip Man too, I'd be very interested to hear from listeners uh, if they've already known about this because it is coming out in the theaters, even if on a limited release here in the West. And I don't remember anything like that happening for uh, the first two movies. So, like, my guess is that it um, it really gained a lot of popularity out here in the West. Uh, the first two movies, like through Netflix or through uh, rentals. Yeah, um, I I think because Ip Man one and two, or there's there's actually a, a total of five different Ip Man movies came out already. Um, unfortunately, because of uh, the time they were released, they are not very popular in the, in the United States. Just because uh, the culture is different, and so the interest in the majority of the the, the the audiences here are not very much connected to the Asian flick movies. Mm-hmm. So I think Ip Man three was was a co-partnership with American distributors. So they, they felt uh, that the audience is now is more receptive to this kind of movie. So they actually mm-hmm. try to bring in, which is why they're trying to make the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see that as well. I, I really like that, uh, the first one. Right, right. So it's a step by step to go moving forward and hopefully more, more can go. Is Lisa still here with us, or? Yes, I'm just listening. <laughs> okay. So you guys talked about your martial arts film. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, well, Lisa, uh, after hearing that, is that something that have you already gone to, or would you like to see this movie? Um, I'd see it if I had to. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I'd That's... see it if I had the opportunity. But um, if it was just me, I... <laughs> yeah. I'd oh, see I... it. I talked to a, a ghost host about this a little earlier too, where um, I, I was very excited to see this movie, and and I was telling my wife about it, and she had a very 
neutral face the entire time. <laughs> made her watch the trailer. And I said, look, even Mike Tyson's in it. Oh, wow, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did not share that enthusiasm. So definitely there's a target market. Uh, <laughs> so to to entice you guys to all, all the all the, the the general public or the audience right now, uh, in man or main character, uh, the actor is uh, Danny Yen. You probably see him in Blade Two. Yeah, he was in Hero. He was also in um, the Master. Is what is coming up pretty soon. Iceman was another Asian flicks. Iron Monkey. Uh, Once upon a time in China. Fourteen Blades. All those are Asian flick movies, though. So it's Flashpoint. Not sure you've seen. That's a that. lot of movies. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of movies that he's involved. Um, some are really, really good. Some are horrible. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, but this one's so good, many... right? <laughs> yeah. If you're in so many movies, then you know it's it's bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but most of his movies are very much uh, uh, from the Asia, from Asia. But uh, yeah, if you've seen Blade Two, you probably notice who he is. He said he's the the Asian vampire. That's <laughs> okay. uh, Wesley Snipe. All right. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I have to see that again. I, I do remember watching it um, so many years ago, but uh, uh, I don't think I recognized him at the at the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that before he was famous? He was really big. He was famous in China right after Once Upon a Time in China, and uh, and then Iron Monkey got him really really popular. Mm. Oh, he was a Highlander Endgame. I didn't even know that. <laughs> when you talk about one of those uh, horrible movies he's in, then yeah. so you <laughs> I, know the I, funny I thing that. about this, he used he was also in a movie called Wing Chong. Was a movie back in 1994. He played a very comedic character who was trying to learn Wing Chong, <laughs> and now he's actually the master of Wing Chong system. Wow! So that kind of uh, falls in line with uh, with his career where. He's sort of uh, gaining his chops. Yeah. In that movie in '94, and now he's uh, he's risen up to becoming that legendary master. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to reach out to his mom again to see when I can get a hold of him and invite him over to Cleveland, since his mom lives in Boston and he goes there all the time. Right, and, and you know we're promoting his movie. Um, I think it only makes sense that he uh, he come onto our show and. You know, <laughs> talk to us for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you hear that, Danny Yen? If you hear this uh, recording, you know, this taping or this show, uh, let us know you will be interested to come back, <laughs> come to Cleveland. <laughs> right. This yes, is our official do. invitation. Hey, Ken's going to do a challenge. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be right. fun to watch. That I would watch. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. <laughs> a challenge in like, something like Mahjong. Or like not not physical related. Food related. Uh, How about food related? Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Eating like contest. contest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I that I would really. <laughs> so uh, Ken, we do have eating contests at the Cleveland Asian Festival. <laughs> so oh. this this year, Cleveland Asian Festival is always the weekend before Memorial Weekend. So it's uh May twenty one, twenty two. Yep. And we're gonna have an egg roll eating contest. So hmm, well, that would be very interesting. Even if I don't win, I will still feel like a winner, you know. So <laughs> you get ten egg rolls. Oh yes. Maybe you should go practice now. <laughs> like right. build your build up to that, right? Oh no. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep it I'll keep it new so that uh, 
uh, when I eat it, I'll, I'll really enjoy it. And then if I don't finish them, I'll, eat, you know, I'll save the rest for later. I'll, I'll take a to-go box. So <laughs> we, can do that. we can do that, right? Yeah, right. yeah you can do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, I think we're at the end of the hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as always, uh, there's never enough time to talk about food. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, to wrap things right? up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I guess uh, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah, same time, same place. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And Lisa, thank you again. Thank you. See you guys. Bye.